going on? My name is Tyson McGuffin. Welcome to the McGuffin Show. We're on episode 41 here. I uh, have a special guest, uh, ex-NFL player, USC alum, uh, golfer, content creator, and uh, awesome dad, Bryce Butler. What is going on, my man? Tyson, what's happening, man? Appreciate you having me on the show. Man, uh, you played for the Cowboys back in the day, America's team? Yeah, it's funny. They were, they're, they're talking about them right now, man. So I'm, I'm over here like, What's the squad gonna do this year? What's that gonna do? Is Zeke gonna rush for twelve hundred yards? Like, what's happening, man? Like, my, my dogs. I don't know what's going on with my dogs. I know, man. Jeez. Um, Are you a Cowboys man? Yeah, yeah, for sure, Cowboy. You know, I mean, obviously from uh, Central Washington, bit so been a been a Seahawks fan my whole life. But uh, you know, don't uh, don't not love the Cowboys. Just you know, always kind of been a Seahawks fan. But. Um, yeah. Happy to have you on the pod, my man. Um, so you actually know my guy, Brad. Uh, Brad's taken my camp way too many times. Don't know if he's getting better. Um, <laughs> but uh, Brad's got a spot there in Scottsdale. And uh, I, I heard that you play at Brad's house a little bit. Yeah, Brad is the man. Uh, actually, I think he's the guy who told me about you, like in the beginning. Because once I started playing, like I got introduced to the game by Larry, you know, a couple years ago. But... I never played any racket sports. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like I wasn't even good at ping pong, you know. So like I didn't play it, didn't care for it. But you know, it was fun playing when we did around the co in twenty twenty. Um, sat it down for a while, and then last year, like Christmas of last year, twenty twenty one, we were in Jamaica, a few friends, and you know, we started talking trash about pickleball. Like, oh yeah, oh, I can do this, I can do that, and none of us really play, but you know, we're competitive, like X and MLB, MLB guys. So. I played it and I was like, man, this game is dope. Like, I got to learn how to play. When I go back home, I got to hit up Larry, you know, see who's playing. So, yeah, yeah. Came back. I was like, Larry, are you still playing? He's like, bro, I play like every day. <laughs> met, I met Brad like literally the week I got back from Christmas break. And, you know, you know, you know how Brad is, man. Super nice. Oh, guy. nicest guy you out know, there. He wants, wants everybody to be at the crib. So, yeah. I just been going to his house ever since. And, you know, since the beginning, he was tearing me up. Now I'm closing the gap a little bit. Uh -huh. um, I would say you know, my <laughs> athleticism and my reach, you know, it's helping me a little bit. Oh, yeah, you know for sure. So, um, you know, I love to play, man. So just trying to get the game going. Love it, man. You're also 32 years old. Yep. Yeah. Same yeah, here, bro. Getting up there. Same here, oh, bro, man. Same yeah, yeah. Come on now. 90 or 89? Uh, 89. Okay. So 89. Did you graduate in 08? I graduated in 08. Yesterday. Graduated in 08. Okay. And and you're from Norcross, Georgia? Right. So did you go to the tournament that they had, uh, Peachy Corners? You know what? So um, yeah, I was super sick, man. I, I showed up, ended up getting bronchitis, and was not able to play. But I, I played the last couple last couple years. Actually, uh, uh, the two years previous won it in 2020 and 2021 in uh, Men's Does hey. with Riley Newman. So bro, so, bro, that place that y'all played at, I learned how to swim there. Ah, uh, there you go. So like that, I grew up, I literally grew up five minutes from there. So like you could literally ride a bike from my house where my parents live still to that place and maybe get there in 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Like I live right down the street. Cool, bro. Out of, out of all the lifetime clubs that I've been to, it's probably def definitely like one of the nicer ones. And yeah, that, and that nice. backdrop with the trees and stuff, like when you walk in on championship court, I mean, it's sick. Yeah. It's uh, super sick. That's a, I gotta, you know, I haven't been there in a while but like watching the highlights you know how they have it you know it kind of goes down aerial view yeah. yeah yeah it looks sick. good it looks sick 
yeah yeah for sure yeah, dude dope. you know it's you know it's so cool about georgia man like it's so green it's so lush like when you're cruising on the freeway there's like shrubs and trees like growing over the freeway <laughs> you know what i mean it's freaking dense man it's so dense that's that's funny that you say that because you know you take a lot of that stuff for granted when you move to a like i went to college in la yeah. so i'm basically in the desert then i go to oakland which is almost the same then you know i'm in dallas which is just flat and it's kind of dormant um, and then I moved to AZ. And so now every time I go back home, I'm like, damn, bro, like it's hella green out here. Like, right. is it like this when I grew up? So, yeah. For sure, bro. Yeah. Um, so, man, give us a story. So, went to high school in, in Georgia and then, uh, yeah. then went to USC for three years and transferred to San Diego your last year. Yeah. So, I went to, uh, I mean, you almost told it. <laughs> I, yeah. I grew up uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. My dad played for the Falcons. Yeah. Um, so, that's why we grew up there. Dad was a cornerback, um, correct? corner yeah yep. played uh in the 80s so they were terrible i think he went to the playoffs twice so okay. we have similar you know nfl careers when it comes to going to the playoffs um but yeah we grew up there i got three brothers uh i'm the second oldest uh, my older brother hoops and uh, my younger brothers were more into like media so uh breland is into like music and you know videography I'm, I'm actually about to hire that dude to be my youtube editor there you go my man um, cool. he edit he edits for cam newton right now so he's killing it anyways okay. my little brother wants to act anyways um went to usc out of college um you know Pete carroll you know came to georgia and i was like this is the biggest thing ever right so i went there um got drafted to the raiders uh you know, I've been played seven years in the league, yeah. tried to make it happen. Yeah. You know, did well, had some successes, had some injuries, and, you know, finished when I was 29. For sure. And now I'm here trying to play pickleball and golf. Uh, to heck yeah, man, and making some badass content, bro. Uh, and yeah. and you have a YouTube channel, Bryce, Bryce Butler? Yes, yeah. so I got Bryce Butler Lifestyle right now. It was originally, I wanted to do it while I was playing, and that's why it's called Lifestyle, but... You know us, bro. Like we kind of grew up in the era that, like, where like where media and getting content like wasn't really the cool thing to do. No, for right? sure. Like, yeah. you know, I, I know you got a tennis background. I'm sure, like back in the day when you would go to practice, if you were trying to film it to like post it on Facebook, your coach would probably be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah, that's true. No, like, no, for sure. You know, like you're not focused. Like, what are you doing? So when I was playing for the Cowboys, I thought about doing it because I was like, man, we are always on TV. Like, we're always in the media. Right. Like, I think this would be a good thing. But I was DJing and... What does this guy not do? <laughs> yeah, right. I was, DJing, <laughs> I was DJing and I was killing it. And, like, all my teammates would come when I would DJ. So, like, you know, obviously, Jerry Jones knows I'm doing it. Charlotte Jones knows I'm doing right, it. The right. coach knows I'm doing it. And, you know, even though, like, I wasn't doing it any at any time where I would conflict, you know, during the season, you know, they would think I was, right? Because I DJ. So, like, this guy's up late. If I show up at the meeting, I'm kind of tired. They're like, oh, like, were you out DJing? I'm like, bro, like, come on. Like, it's a Wednesday. It's a Thursday. Like, I wasn't DJing on Wednesday night, like, right. down in freaking Gasland. Yeah. You know? And so um, I thought about doing it, bro. And then, I was just like, no, I don't want to do it because I'm already doing stuff. And, you know, they might try to say I'm not focused or whatever. So I just ended up waiting. And, you know, once COVID hit, I just bought a camera and I was like, let's just go. That's cool. That's cool, man. Like, let's just go. And this has been taking off. Um, and uh, did you start playing golf when you moved to Arizona? You've been playing golf for? 
No, so I actually started playing golf. So like once I kind of felt like the DJ and heat kind of got too high yeah. for these coaches. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I need to figure out something else to do. Like I used to play basketball, but at this point, bro, I'm like 26, 27. I'm like, I don't want to do anything that I can get hurt. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, so sure. um, I just started playing golf. Tony Romo kind of like said something to me, snark one time. He had a whole bunch of golf uh, clubs in his locker. Yeah, yeah. I picked it up. I picked some of them up. I was like asking the questions. Like, we should play sometime. And he like looked at me. He was like, bro, what's your handicap? And I was like, what is that? I didn't know. Yeah, right. And he was like, bro, I never, I'll never play. <laughs> He's like, I never felt like, you know, like it, it sparked that competitive edge. Yeah, right, like, for sure. What are you talking about? Um, and it's funny, I just saw him last week for the first time <laughs> in a few years, and he knows what I'm doing now. And he That's was like, cool. you're killing it. And I was like, bro, like, I kind of have you to thank because you basically, like, kind of motivated me to get, you know, get better. So, Lit the fire. Um, yeah, but I love what you're doing, though, man. Like, I uh, mean, your YouTube and, you know, the social ethos that you have going on around pickleball is huge. Like, I, I don't think you know, nobody else is doing it. Cause like once I started to play like yep. with Brad and all those guys and I was like, I need to learn, you know, I use YouTube, right? Yep. Obviously. Yep, course, so man. I'm like, who's on YouTube doing anything? You know, obviously you had a camp. I was going to come to it one time with Brad. I just couldn't make it. Um, and then I've been watching all your videos. My bro, man. So I appreciate, I no, appreciate no. what you're doing. Man. Thanks bro. For sure, man. Hey, uh, you can come to any camp you want, man. It's on me. Um, but, okay. but, uh, but yeah, bro, you know, I, uh, Wanted to be like a little bigger than pickleball. Um, I didn't want my brand to scream pickleball, and I thought I could be uh, pretty transparent, pretty authentic with doing all the content. So I ended up over over COVID. Actually, I was working for a camp business called Level Up Pickleball Camps, owned by the Pickleball Magazine, banging out like 40, 50 camps a year, just grinding. And then uh, ended up starting my own business. Uh, now I have my own camp business. And then over yeah. COVID, uh, met with my videographer, filmed like 150 instructional videos, bought all my podcast equipment, you know, spent like 10 or 15K on all the podcast stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna invest a ton in content and see what I can get from that and see if I can really yeah. grow my brand, get some bigger sponsors and, and just be be different than, than, you know, than everybody else and uh, be the right. biggest houser that I can as far as content. And uh, yeah, man, it's right. landed me some big deals and uh, it's made people see me through a different lens. And uh, not only am I known as the athlete, but now I'm known as the content guy. I'm known as a YouTube guy. So um, yeah, bro. So it's been, it's been good, man. But uh, if, I didn't ha if I didn't have my wife, if I didn't have my wife and a very good team around me, I would not be as successful. So I, I credit, oh, I, you know, I credit to everybody else around me and that, and that princess of mine. Thanks. How, how, if I could ask you a couple, how, how scary was that for you in the beginning of in the inception of all that? Like, you know, buying all the equipment and going like, you know, YouTube is tough to start. Dude. You know like, bro. You know, it, it takes a long time. So like how, how scary was that feeling to be like, dog, I'm investing all this cash, like, better. I, no, for sure. I had to push my pride aside because I'm, I'm not getting, like, a lot of subscribers early on. I'm not getting a lot, of, mm -hmm. a lot of views and stuff like that. You know, like, my camp business, I had this full camp schedule. I wasn't getting a lot of turnout. So I'm like, shoot, like, am I not the guy that I, that I thought I was? <laughs> and then, and then about six months in, once I got super consistent with all the marketing and I was just shoving it in people's faces on social, on YouTube, I had my newsletter. Um, so once I got dialed with just being consistent with my content, then then came yeah. the people, you know. Um, yeah. But no, man, definitely scared the shit out of me at first. You know, I I had a six figure contract with the camp business that I was working for and I was set in stone. And granted, I was working a ton, um, you know, and I had a couple kids at the time. So like getting rid of that 
and then like investing a ton of time and effort in, into content and my own business and all the above and then having to obviously, you know, losing the first year or so, you know, uh, yeah. financially just with trying to build, um, it was, was yeah. definitely scary, but glad that I took the risk. Um, I'm in, I'm in a much different spot now and, and, yeah. uh, I definitely think I have one of the more marketable brands on the tour. So yeah, um, you're, yeah, you're killing it. I, I told you, I, I think I DM'd you a couple. Yeah, yeah, you did, man. Monday, you did, bro. I was like, bro, I was like, bro, I never thought pickleball content could be like this hard. Bro. Come on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like playing like, you, you know, like rap bangers. Yeah, yeah, come on now. You're making it sick, bro. So, uh, yeah, thanks, man, dude. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Uh, hey, so tell us about the Icon Series. Tell us about this tournament you just John, played. Look, look, look badass, by the way. Thank you. That was the sickest tournament. And I still got content coming out. I got a Michael Vick YouTube video that I'm about to release tomorrow. Um, I actually text you the video that I'm going to tease it with. I think it's one of the sickest videos I came up with. I'm from Atlanta, bro. So yeah, like yeah, Michael yeah. Vick. You know, oh, yeah. Come on, I, man. I was playing with him. I was like, what? Love me some Vick, dude. Um, but yeah, bro, it was dope. Um, so Icon Series is like a new thing. Um, they've been building it for a while. Like they've been kind of like doing things like they had a tournament in Dubai, like five years ago. It was kind of like, let's just see, you know, let's do some trial and error. Let's, you know, figure out like what we need to do. Yep. Um, and basically what they're trying to do, man, is just get, I don't think they want to just stick to athletes. I think they want to do like entertainers and all that, you know, yeah, some yeah. cool people. But, uh, basically what they want to do is just travel around the globe and, you know, maybe have two spots a year and, and basically do like a Ryder Cup or President uh, President Cup format mm -hmm. um, tournament where you have, you know, 12 players from the USA versus 12 players from the rest of the world. Um, and, you know, they just do head-to-head -head golf matches. And it was dope because, I mean, I know you feel this way too. Like when you go to big tournaments uh, or like big camps where, you know, a lot of people that you might have, you know, seen on the circuit coming up in tennis or whatever that you get to go to and kind of like be around, you know, you know, your peers, so to speak. Um, it's always fun. Yeah, yeah and, for sure, uh, of course. You know, for me, for me, I think I was technically the youngest guy on our team. Like Golden Tate's my age, but like he's a little older than me. Yeah. But everybody else was older, bro. Like Reggie Bush, Michael Strahan, Michael Phelps. Like I said earlier, Michael Vick, Marshall Falk, like, it's cool. and those are just the American players. Right. Like that was dope. I was the youngest on the American team, but then on the on the uh, rest of the world team, you got like the English, like the leading English Premier League scorer at a youngest age, Harry Kane, who's the captain of the England soccer team. He's there. He's I think he's twenty eight. Got James Milner, who's won a couple, you know, World Cups, Euro Cups, um, in his career. You know, you got you know rugby players from Australia that. And bro, Tyson, like these dudes, obviously, like we didn't know these dudes. Like we didn't know the cricket, we didn't know you be seeing the cricket player, but this dude got like 17 million followers on Instagram alone. Crazy, man. Like, you know, these dudes yeah, are like huge. Stars. Yeah, huge. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was funny because um uh Yubi, like I walk in the hotel, I don't know who this guy is. He to me, you know, not to sound like I'm politically correct, but like I just see an Indian guy and his wife. Right. You know, they're right. just hanging out and I and I'm just like, cool. But, but dude, I look down and I'm heavy in the fashion. So like this dude has a Baluti roller bag and a Baluti <laughs> duffel bag. And those bags are probably like 7,500 a piece. And yeah. I wear Baluti shoes. Yeah, yeah. So like I looked at him and I walked up to him. I was like, bro, I was like, who are you? Bro? You have Baluti <laughs> duffel and a roller bag. Like, and we Come just on. laughed it off. 
and yeah, we, funny. you know, like I didn't know who he was. I didn't know he was in the tournament. Yeah. Found out he was like later that night, and we were like, "Yo, like what's good?" So it was a fun event, man. Like, um, you know, I hope they invite me back. Yeah, uh, for sure. That's you know, cool. To come back to do more, but it was dope. So, so tell me, what do you what are you looking to do with golf? I mean, obviously, you make content. You love playing. Uh, yeah. Seems like you're still training a ton as well. Um, yeah. I guess what's the what's the end goal, bro? I, I want to do. I, I like hosting. You know what I'm saying? I, I like to be around people. I like to laugh. I like to talk. You know, I, I never met you personally, but like we're talking, like we've known each other. Yeah, for, yeah, for, for you know sure, what I'm man. Saying? Like I have a, I think I would say I have a gift at doing that. Yeah. Um, and I've always wanted to do TV stuff. Like when I played for the Cowboys, when I played for the Raiders and the Dolphins, well, not the Dolphins, but when I played for the Cowboys and the Raiders, I had my own TV shows for the team. Okay. And every Monday or Tuesday after the game, like I would get a couple guests, like past players, people, maybe somebody that works in the ticketing office and then a current player, and we would do shows. Like I did that at the Raiders and um, the Cowboys. And so like I've just always seen myself on TV in front of a camera. Yeah. Um, and before COVID, when I was, when I kind of realized, you know, I might be done. I got cut in 2019 by the Dolphins and I didn't get picked up that year. So the following year, like I had to sit down with myself and be like, yo, like we're not about to just sit down for another year, waste money, you know, just training all year. Like right. I got, I have to start getting things in order. What do I want to do? Okay. I want to do media. I always want to do media. Right. So, okay. Who do I need to reach out? I have some people that work at Fox reached out to them, try to uh, get an internship lined up. And then COVID hits, boom. So then it's like, obviously that's down, you know, that's down the window. Everybody's in the house. Nobody wants to leave except for golfers and maybe pickleballers, you know right, what I'm right. saying? Because that was outside <laughs> outside sports. And then um, and that's when I got introduced to the game, by the way. But um, I was like, I, I can't just sit, like I'll go crazy if I just sit in the house and not do anything. Um, so basically, bro, I went on a golf trip with some some young guys and they they do it like they do it they've been doing it for a while and they make they're killing it they're That's probably cool. the biggest dudes in the golf you know department yeah and i was just like yeah like how much do y'all make you know they told me i was like how long did it take and you know they obviously was like bro this is not easy like you can't just like you know your instagram fathers aren't going to just hop over to your youtube yeah, and, all that. Right, and i'm like sure. that's cool that's cool but right. you know like i've always wanted to be in front of a camera yep and bro, like I just bought a camera and just started going, bro. So just like you said, like I bought a, a lot of stuff. I was down on some cash. Yep. You know, I wasn't really seeing that many, you know, subscribers early. Um, I just kept pushing out content. Um, ended up firing the guy that was editing for me because I was just like, I'm not making any of this money back. Yeah, for sure. So I was like, I got to be, you know, all money in. So basically, I started editing my own videos. I still edit my own videos. Um, I'm like I told you, I'm about to hire somebody though, because yeah, at this yeah. point, like right. that, like I have so much that I'm doing, like I can't spend the time in front of my computer. Yeah. Um, and I just went for it, bro. And I was just talking to my wife the other day, um, and she asked me the same question, and I was like, "Yo, like you know what I want to do? Like I want to segue into this into having my own TV show, and obviously I can do that on YouTube, but like get a brand, a big brand to fund it or to get on." you know, Fox or have the Raiders or somebody bring me on to like do a show and then, you know, just keep scaling up. Yeah. Um, and that could be in golf. That could be in pickleball when y'all take it to the Olympics. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That could be, that could be anywhere. Um, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter where it is. That's just, you know, what I want to do. Cool, bro. For sure, man. Can't believe you edit your own stuff, dude. I, uh, 
It sucks. Uh, oh, I can only imagine. I haven't touched any of my stuff from, from day one. From day one, had a videographer, you know, had him editing all my stuff. Now I have a content creator that also works for Selkirk. Uh, so on, on Sunday, he'll send me, you know, like my five posts for the week. I'll yeah, uh, write out the cat. You play, you play, though, though. You still play. No, no, of course. Of like course if not. I was still right. playing, no, no, for sure. like, football, I would have time. Like, and I would be, you know, the cash would be coming. I, I get cash, but. The cat and football, the cast will be coming. Yeah, yeah, big boy so cast. I just be like, yeah, you, yeah, you do that. <laughs> you know, you just tell me what I got to put. You know, yeah. But you know, in the beginning, and no. just like you, you know, you have the business. You know how the inner workings of your business because you're running your business. You might not be editing your videos, but you're running your business. Right. You know, right now, like my business, like I have, I want to learn the yeah. camera because no, I love course, the camera. Course, I love all that stuff. Yeah, that's cool. And so once I get somebody like Kev, I think that's his name in yep, the back, yep. I can tell him like, hey, bro, I shot this in 4K 120. I want this shot this way. Yeah, and yeah. I can speak to him in a language he understands. It won't just be like, oh, bro, like, uh, make it look like this. This is Tyson. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like Tyson. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll know how to speak. No, of course. Yeah. And that's how I want to be. So that's why I do it right now. Cool, bro, man. Happy for you, dude. Um, so give us your thoughts on the U.S. Open, the uh, tourney that ended yesterday. I know we were kind of uh, texting about it uh, yesterday. but uh, Yeah, the Open Championship, man, it was uh, um, for the pickleball folks that might not know the difference. The U.S. Open, obviously, is yeah, right. Minnesota. The Open Championship is over in the Great Britain somewhere. Dog, like you said, like, so when you texted me. Mullet and a mustache, baby. Yeah. Can't, <laughs> so can't. <laughs> I hadn't seen it, but it was. Fun. I saw it. I watched it after we spoke, but I hadn't seen it to that point. But the night before, Saturday night, I saw where Cam Smith was, and I saw where Rory was, and I was like, the only difference that I know between Cam Smith and Rory is that Cam drains putts, and his short game is, like, phenomenal. And sometimes Rory can be really cold with his putter, just yep. like you said. Yep. And that's what happened. Like, Cam was just draining putts. I think from 10 to 14, he birdied every hole. And, you know, Rory was playing great. Like, he wasn't playing bad. He just, was, he just wasn't making his birdies. Like, he had, I think, three birdie putts that stopped in front of the hole. Yeah, like, it was, by this right, right. Like, dead center. Like, and, you know, is that him playing bad? No. But, like, obviously, he's probably beating himself up like, shit. Like, if I would have made this putt, if I would have made that putt, I would have won. Because right. he really only needed – he really only needed two of those birdies to go in for him to, like, lead and win and probably, you know, give Cam Smith some pressure. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because Cam is seeing himself go up the leaderboard and Rory's just staying right there. You know, Rory's getting pressure because he's like, damn, I'm not making these putts. So, it was great, man. The 150th uh, uh, Open Championship came down to a wire and – you know the 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 mullet and the mustache and the hat did it, man. You know, from, that, from from Australia, got it done, man. And from whatever from what I've heard from everybody is, you know, everybody loves Cam Smith. He's a good dude, real yeah. chill, laid back guy. So I'm happy for him. I thought it was kind of funny in his uh, in his post win interview. He was he was he was pretty uh, he was pretty humble, and uh, I think he was very shocked. It didn't have a whole lot to say, but they asked him like what he was. What he's gonna do as far as his, like his after party, and he was like, "Well, he's like, I think I'm gonna see how many beers I can fit in this trophy." <laughs> <laughs> he didn't yeah, have a whole lot to but say, yeah. but that. <laughs> right, right. Hey, let's get it going. Baby. Hey, he lives. I think he lives in South Florida right now. Really? We're on the back porch, baby. We got beers. We getting it popping. Get after it. Folks. Yeah, that's too funny, man. It, uh, what do you do? Um, what do you do after you win? 
depends on it depends on if my family's there man if the kids are there i I, i'm not i'm not doing shit but uh if the family's not there then you know if i got some boys there We'll usually go out, you know, go out to a nice dinner, have a couple of drinks, uh, have a couple of spicy margaritas, and probably call it a night. Yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing too crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, like, can you give me? I mean, you know, I've seen you play. I've been yeah, yeah. to tournaments. You know, I've, you know, obviously, y'all come to Arizona quite a bit, especially like in the January, February months. Um, what is your like your tourney schedule like? Because to me. And I talk to like amateur guys as well. There's like Kyle. I think he goes by the pickleball guy right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And nice he's, nice he's guy. Scottsdale. Right. And um, there's another guy. Ooh, what's his name? I think it's Ryan uh, something. He's an ex NFL player. Okay. Uh, quarterback. And he's trying to like, he's like 6'4, six, 6'5, six, played tennis. Got it. Ryan. And he's like, bro, like I want to start playing pickleball. And I play with him. And yeah, he's yeah. Dirty, right? Yep. And we both say the same thing, like, you got to figure out the fine line of like, okay, like I can give peak performance playing three or four games and then I need to shut it down and leave. Yeah, yeah. Or like I can keep playing and like how I how I did, I pulled my hamstring because like my body was just tired. No, and, for you know, sure, man. You have pickleball, like you're dude, doing a lot of... Tourneys are a grind, know. dude. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a freaking long day. So, you know what I mean? Like as far as like my practice schedule, you know, leading up to tournaments, a lot, uh, lot more competitive play, a lot more situational play. I'm not trying to work on things. I'm not trying to work on technique. I'm probably watching matches. I'm making sure that like my mindset is there. I'm trying to visualize myself doing, doing good things. Yeah. Uh, making sure that I'm eating well, I'm hydrated. I'm doing all my recovery stuff, you know, um, off weeks when I, when I don't have tournaments and I can focus on my game, I can add in new tools. You know, I can, I can work on technique. I can kind of add, add, uh, more to the package. But, uh, as far as tournament days, man, I mean, it's, it's long, it's grueling. Um, and if you lose early, it's a freaking long day because those backdrop matches, they just keep you going. And usually like if you're in the main draw, you know, you have anywhere from like an hour to an hour and a half, like in between matches. If you lose those games of 15 in the, in the back draw, those games of 15 go fast. And then you're probably like, you have anywhere from like 10 to 20 minutes in between matches. So the last thing you want to do is get, yeah. Last thing you want to do is get kicked down to the loser's bracket, man. But, um, yeah, bro, you know. And those are the ones that are outside with, like, no shade. Dude, outside, it's hot, it's grueling. Uh, probably the most brutal tournament is at the U.S. Open. It's in April, uh, Naples, Florida. It's always blowing, like, 20 miles an hour. We use the Franklin ball, so it's even slower with the Franklin ball. It's hot, it's humid, and it's blowing 20 miles an hour. It's like the ball's moving. Um, you know, the ball's uh, moving like molasses, too. Like, it's, it's uh, just with how thick that ball is and how, like, thick the air is. Uh, like, the ball's very sensitive with, with like, how, how light it is. So, um, uh, like, you get this mixture of wind, and then the humidity slows the ball down. Points are longer. Uh, defense is enhanced. So, um, I always say, like, if you can win at the U.S. Open, you are one bad one bad dude, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, bro. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a long day as far as, you know, trying to eat and stuff like, um, just with how many matches you play and how quick matches are, like you kind of graze all day. Um, you know, you really can't eat like anything big. Uh, I'll usually have like a big breakfast in the morning and then, uh, like chew on nuts and fruits and stuff throughout the day. But, uh, um, no, it's fun, man. I play anywhere from 20, 25 tournaments a year. Um, 
we've been on like a six week break. So it's, it's been nice, you know, having, having a nice little break and being home with the fam yeah. and uh, using this time to kind of work on my game, add in some new tools, uh, you know, watch some matches. Uh, I'm my world's biggest critic. So, uh, you know, it's always, it's always tough watching my stuff and always kind of have yeah. to swallow that down. But, uh, like, ah. oh man, not again. <laughs> uh, on his back foot again. It's funny, man. Right, like, right. talk about tendencies. Yeah, man. Talk about tendencies. Like, um, it's just, it's tough to get rid of, you know, some of those tendencies. Uh, whether whether I'm playing or whether I'm on court teaching, like uh, you know, it's just tough to wash out bad habits. But um, uh, tell me, tell me what, tell me what your game's like, man. Tell me what your pickleball game's like. My pickleball game, bro, it's getting strong. I would say um, my defense is stronger yep. than my offense. Um, when people are serving to me, I'm typically like on point, like I'm blocking everything. I got long arms. Yep. I play receiver. So to, there's no ball that can come at me fast. Like I'm watching it off the paddle. Like I can see everything. Um, and it's funny, like when I first started playing, you know, you know, Brad and those guys would be like, damn, like I can't get nothing by you. And then I'm like, you know, they're better than me. So I'm not winning, yeah. but I'm like, bro, like this doesn't matter. I mean, it's okay that for me to block it, but like I can't get a third shot job to save my life. You know what right. I'm saying? So. As time has gone on, watching your vids, trying to get into my most athletic set. Hey, getting back find your set. most athletic self, bro, you know. Getting back to set. Yeah, get back to set. You know what I'm saying? Turning the legs right. Oh, yeah. Getting over, you know, navel to the straight, you know, all that. Get that kinetic chain going. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I love it. All that has been coming, Yeah, yeah. you know, as time has been going on. Um, you know, I just got to the I've been. I play with Pace a lot, too, yeah. back in Scottsdale. Pace is my boy, man. It's a good dude. This is the man. Yeah, he's and cool, dude. He just got me thinking the right way before I came here to hit, like, what I need to think about hitting a third shot drop. Yeah. Like, before I was pushing it. So, like, I'll be in the back and kind of just push the paddle forward. Yeah. And he was like, bro, hit it up. Yeah, man. He was like, add a little lift like, in, baby. Yeah, he was like, lift it up. And ever since he told me that, I have, like, there's, like, no third shot drop that I can't really get. Because yeah, I'm like, it was just a, you know, just a difference in the thought. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the, I got, I got game. Like I played with Pierre um, last week. Oh, there you go. And Pierre's good. Pierre's good. Bro. Yeah, appreciate the connection. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Pierre's good, bro. So, you know, he was watching my game, and you know, he talks, you know, he talks different. He's like, oh, we can get you. We can, we can do this. Thing. <laughs> French, French Canadian boy. Yeah, super, fr super French. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, man? yeah. And uh, he was like, you know, you have a good foundation. He was like, we can work on it. So. Um, we're trying to find times, you know, Houston's really spread out. Yeah, man, Houston's like, huge. Yes, yeah, it's, it's huge. And so, like, you know, pickleball is not as concentrated as it is in, you know, AZ. So um, just trying to find where I can get with him and work on my game, drill a little bit. Um, so I would say I'm better. I'm more of a defensive player. Okay. The Ferrari forehand's coming. Yeah, it's yeah. Coming. Get that uh, going. Obviously... I, ha I have your I have your paddle. I have I use other paddles, but your paddle it's really easy to get that Ferrari for him. My man, baby, my man. It's it's really easy because you don't really have to do much. Like you don't have to put like a whole bunch of effort into having that ball hot off the face with that paddle. Yeah, man, for um, sure. Get that easy. That power. can kind of get you in. The, you know, obviously you use it all the time, so you know how to use it. It can kind of get me into trouble. You know, on some other things because yeah. you get you know, overswinging. You know, yeah, you overswing and it goes. You're like. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. Know, but um, yeah, but the game's good. I would say, I would say right now, it's it's stronger defensively than offensively, but it's coming. Yeah, man. 
Good defense is good offense, baby. Um, Facts. Yeah, and uh, something I'll say with the third ball drop is find the right happy medium of enough push with enough lift. You know, kind of find that happy medium. You know, I think if you're outside the court and you're taking a third, uh, maybe you're back behind the baseline. You want to add more lift and kind of bank on cleaning it up with like a fifth and a seventh. If you're inside the court, you can add some more push, go for a more like linear ball trajectory. But uh, last thing you want to do is missing that net, right? You know, if you're no. if you're gonna miss, miss that thing high. Make your opponents respect you. Scramble away. Um, but no, man, good defense is good offense. That's for sure. The other thing, but that I want to get locked in is the backhand cross court drop. Get that back. Are you are you trying to slice? You going tip down? Uh, uh, tell me what's your, well, hang on, hang on first. So, so know that your drop is just like an elongated dink, right? So, um, yes. I like to say, you know, whatever spin or like whatever technique you use on your forehand dink, you should be using with your forehand drop, whatever technique you use on your backhand dink, you should be using for your backhand drop. So, you know, Hey, uh, if you, if you have time, you can add spin. If you don't have time, you just want to go right. tip down, get that good margin, you know, find that good happy medium of enough lift with, you know, with some push. Um, but are you, are you adding? Uh, uh, slice? I think so. Okay. Okay. Are you are you trying to overcreate? I probably yeah. Okay. Less is more, baby. You know that in golf. I mean, hey, yeah. Golf, yeah it's funny. Golf, uh, golf mechanics and uh, ground stroke mechanics and pickle or, or tennis is very similar, right? Like you want to keep your upper yeah, extremities yeah, yeah, nice yeah. and quiet. Use the hips. Get the navel you know, point at your target, get that good kinetic chain. Um, but yeah, on that backhand slice, uh, most people want to try to overcreate or like, uh, chop wood or kind of cause this little Nike swoosh. Um, so know that a little bit of spin goes a long ways, you know, my man. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, I got you. But yeah, get that little backhand drop, get that thing going. Yeah. Dial that in. I gotta, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come up to Idaho. Yeah, do it, man. Come on. Get up here. Videos together, bro. No, man, love to, bro. I'll do that. Love. Now, question. What's up? Uh, obviously, this is not this recorded. So, do you, you live in Idaho? You say you're from Washington. Are you by like the boat, the Spokane border? Are you right by the border? Yeah. So, uh, so I fly to Spokane, Washington. Uh, so we're just a, like a, a little north of Coeur d'Alene. We're on five acres, like fully surrounded by pine trees, mountains all over. There's probably like six lakes within 20 minutes of us. It's God's country up here, man. It's God's country, bro. Oh, it's beautiful, man. Uh, anyhow, it's so it's cheap. It's cheap. Yeah. Uh, so Coeur d'Alene right now is taking off, dude. I mean, everybody from California is uh, making their way over. But uh, yeah, so uh, real estate market's pretty uh, sky high right now. Cost of living is is you know it's definitely uh, getting more expensive. But I mean, it definitely still has that small town feel. Um, but right, uh, right, right, right. but yeah, so Spokane Airport's about forty five minutes away from me. Um, okay. Spokane, like the border of Spokane, is probably twenty minutes away. But uh, okay. but yeah, man, nothing like North Idaho. Uh, it's funny. Most people talk about Boise. You know, Bo- Boise is probably one of the more well known areas in Idaho. But Boise's flat. Yeah. It's dry. It's ugly. Boring. Uh, it's boring, man. I've uh, been there. Boise State. You know, got the got the blue yeah. field there. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, it's boring there. Yeah, man. I've been to. Spokane. So, do you live by like the Vandals? Uh, so Idaho Vandals. No, that's in that's in Moscow. So that's uh, south of me. So so Boise's. Okay. Idaho's a long state, bro. Uh, Boise's six yeah. hours south of Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, yeah. North Idaho. Okay. okay. North Idaho's like the pretty part of Idaho, I think. But um, okay. Um, okay. Hey, tell me, tell me, tell me your thoughts about the live tour. 
some crazy stuff, some crazy, you know, some crazy numbers being thrown out. Dustin Johnson signed yes. for 125. You know, yeah. uh, uh, I think I don't uh, I don't know if these are uh, exact numbers, but Tiger throughout his whole career made like 110. I mean, that, that that's that's insane. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, his his salary, not his salary, because they're not they're not W2 sports. His appearance they are 1099, which is crazy to me. Right. Which needs to be changed. And I think I think that's probably going to come from the live golf tour. Like. These guys are signing like football deals, basketball deals, oh, four year, 150, you know, getting Nutty. half of it up front, signing bonus. You know what I mean? Like stuff that, you know, it's stuff that pretty much happens in most pro sports, right. you know, like Canelo and Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia, like they have deals with these companies that, you know, six fight deal worth X millions, you know, a uh, five year deal worth 200, you know what I'm saying? Baseball, 10 year, 350. So, like, I think that's going to just help push the envelope to take care of players who shoot, take their whole life to get there. Like, you know, some guys, you know, some guys, it takes them 30-something years. Like, I know players that are our age, bro, that aren't on tour yet, still trying to make it. Spending right. money, still trying to make it. Working jobs, still trying to make it. So, my thing is, the way I look at it, because of the sport that I came from, T, is it's like, if these dudes have been fighting and clawing tooth and nail to get to your league or your association or whatever, the tour, and then they get there and they still have to do something to just get a base dollar amount, like to begin, like to me, that's crap. Like yeah. I spent all this money, all this money, or my parents helped me and then it was me spending all this money to get to the PGA Tour. I finally made it. I got through Q School, I got through Corn Ferry, I did all that. And now, and now uh, I'm on the tour, struggling a little bit. My first six or eight tournaments, I didn't make the cut. I'm making no money. Right. Like to me, that's I think that's kind of weak. So I think the live tour, without getting into all the politics, no, of, for sure, you know, of course, yeah, we don't, we don't know, have to talk about any of that. All that. Yeah, right. Without getting into all that, I just think it's gonna competition is always good, right? Team? Right. Like you know, what I'm saying yeah. if you were the best, if you were the best on the top and like nobody could come near you ever like you wouldn't get any better because like you don't have no competition but along comes some kid that's younger than you looks a little bit better than you he got his hair nice he got you know and he's good he's gonna make you work you right. know what i'm saying i think that's what live golf is doing i don't know how long live golf will be around bro but you know the pj tour has already changed things because of the live tour right. the live golf tour so i just think honestly I don't like if if we could go out five to ten years. I don't think the Live Golf Tour is still going to be around. Okay. I just think the okay. PGA Golf. I think the PGA Golf Tour is going to change things. It's going to be a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. For more of the guys on the bottom. No, for it, sure. Not be so top heavy. Top twenty. Right. Yeah, just the top twenty, top twenty-five. Because I, I talk to players, you know, and guys are like, and I'm like, yo, like, what's the thing about the PGA Tour that you wish could change that you don't like? And I'm talking to players that are in the top twenty, and right. they're like, I mean it's a little top heavy. Like they take care, you know, I've been out of the top 20 and I've been in the top 20 and I, and you can see the difference of how they take care of the players that are in the top 20 versus the ones that aren't. Right. And you know, they, they wish that those things can change. And bro, like if you look at the players who left, like as of now, like the big marquee names, they're guys that like really just don't give up. Right. 
you know, they're great golfers, but they're just guys that like really just don't go. Like, they're just like, I want to do me. I want to have fun. I want to play golf. I want to play with my boys. And I, I don't want it to be all politically correct all the time. Like, yeah, I just sure. want to have fun. And that's what and I want like. some guaranteed, you know. And I want and I want some guaranteed cash. Like, yeah, yeah. I might be hurt. I might be hurt for a couple of weeks and I can't I can't make a cut. But I'm still getting cash. That feels good, dog. Like, no, no. You know what I'm saying? No, so, of course. Yeah. I feel you, man. If if uh, yeah, it was kind of funny, PPA is talking about doing something kind of like ML. I mean, I can't really talk about it too much, but kind of like what MLP is doing, um, but more like the live tour to a certain degree, where there's 20 tournaments next year. Um, you know, I'm going to have my individual partners. I'll have my mixed partner. I'll have my men's partner. But within your partners, there's teams. There's three men, three women, and throughout the year, just to add added camaraderie, to tell some to, to tell some extra stories, to kind of add some extra media. You kind of root for your team to a certain degree. You don't have to play any more matches. And then after the at the end of the year, after the 20 tournaments, kind of based on how your team does. Um, like the minimums, you know, 50, the max is 150, but it's like, it's added cash. Even though you're playing individually, there's some added, you know, added, added right. revenue there. Um, right. which is nice. I mean, it's nice to have that little finance safety sick. blanket. Um, that'd be sick. Yeah. 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 And so with you, with you, you know, with me and with other people who keep pushing the envelope with pickleball, more people are going to get involved and there's more revenue. Yeah, for sure, so bro. numbers just go up. Exactly, man. Exactly. So sure. it, dude, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see where pickle goes. I mean, Steve Kuhn, the guy that owns MLP, uh, is predicting by 2030, there's going to be 30 million players. Um, I don't even know what that looks like, like what that does as far as TV deals, sponsor deals, uh, YouTube, you know, YouTube subscribers. Yeah. I mean, shoot, dude, like yeah. those, those numbers are crazy. I mean, I, you know, as of now, there's four and a half million uh, players worldwide. There's 80 million players playing tennis worldwide. Just crazy to think like what, what that does with pickle when there's 30 million players, you know? Um, it's gonna, it's gonna change, bro. Cause I mean, even, you know, you see it, you know, you see it on Instagram, you see it when you drive by country clubs, you know, I'm always at a country club and golfing yep. all the time. So, you see how, you know, you go to certain places and you're like, dang, like they only got like two tennis courts, but they got like 12 to 16 pickleball courts, right? right? You yeah. know, that's or you the norm. See the court, yeah, or you see the court or the place that's kind of flipped and you'll see more tennis courts and then you come back six months, a year later, right. and then it's starting to like change. Yeah. Um, and bro, it's just going to change over time. Like I'm downtown uh, Houston right now, literally right by the Toyota Center. Yep. And there's a basketball court that I can see from this apartment that I'm in right now. And they literally have a, t a pickleball court in the middle. Of uh, cool. the, I wish I could show up. But the, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I'm not going to get there, but yep. um, yeah. And they have, a, they have a pickleball court. I don't see no net down there, but they got, you know, they got the line. So yeah. it's, it's just going to come and more people, more people are seeing it. And, yeah. you know, you get, just like what I'm doing with golf, like you get the, the people that, you know, aren't like pros at it, but like, you know, people with some names that love the game and like Larry, he'll go play in the exhibition. Um, I'm playing in one, I think this year in Dallas um, uh, in November that PPA is doing, um, you know, you get more people around it, surrounding it, talking about it. Like I was with Michael Strahan at the icons yeah, and I, I was talking about it. I was talking about it. I was like, bro, like, you play pickleball and he like looked at me and like kind of lit up. He's like, bro, like we just did a whole TV segment about pickleball. And he was like, bro, people are getting into yeah, it. He was like, yeah. I was on a yacht, this 70 foot yacht. And this dude had a pickleball court in the Get yacht. Get out of here. I'm like, 
I was like, bro, that's like next level. Yeah. Man. I mean, that subtle flex of I'm on a 70 foot yacht, but right. I was like, that's a subtle flex. Um, that's, not 70 foot, it might be bigger than that. But, uh, <laughs> that's badass. But yeah, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's taking off, bro. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely, coming, definitely heading down the right path. Right, right. Hey, so, so something that, something that Brad told me, you know, Brad's, uh, Brad's telling me some stories about you, but Brad was telling me that Pesa beat you and Larry, Larry Fitzgerald 11 0. Is that accurate? Did he beat us 11-0? I mean, he beat us. I don't know if he beat us. Nah. Uh, he could have. I mean, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> and, and then on defense, you can get a ball by him, and then, but it's not a point. For yeah, you. yeah, right, right, for sure. Um, right, right, right. He, he probably could have. He probably could have. I, I don't remember because when, when I do stuff like that, T, like, I'm practicing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, typically, I'm typically in awe. Like, how did you get that? Yeah, right, right. You, like, you know, like we're trying to, and this is back before my game was where it is now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, you're you're thinking my problem. My problem with pickleball right now is I don't think I have a finisher. Like, oh, there's no way he's getting to yeah. it, so I'll hit it and I'll kind of like walk off. Right. And dude, you know, dude's older. Like, obviously not as athletic. Don't judge a book by its cover, baby. Right. Get the <laughs> ATP or something, and you're like, oh, I'll get out of here. Forgot. You know what I'm saying? So. Peso was kicking our butt. That's dog. too funny. This is good. Yeah, man. he is for Peso. sure. Uh, Brad, Brad also said that he says uh, every time he comes over, my wife gets on me to dress better. Says he looks better than his game. <laughs> 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 Come on, Brad. Yeah, whoop his ass. I'm gonna get him. Whoop his ass. I'm gonna get him. Be You know what I gotta get though. See, I'm not a good singles player. Kay. I gotta get better at singles. Yeah. Like, I didn't play ten. I didn't play ten. Yeah. You know, I don't understand the workings of hitting the ball, getting back to a spot, yep, yep. putting a ball in a spot. I'm really good at 2v2s because obviously, you know, you know, you don't really have to move as much. Yeah, you yeah, know, for you sure. do, but right. you don't have to move as much. But 1v1s, bro, whew. Love it. I got to get it. Love it, man, man. Well, hey, Bryce, um, tell me, how can, how can my subscribers follow you, bro? Uh, on Instagram, man, I make it real easy. It's just Bryce underscore Butler, B-R-I-C-E Butler. Same on Twitter. Um, my YouTube is Bryce Butler Lifestyle. There's no underscores. It's just straight through. Um, you know, just trying to get some good content. Maybe me and T one day get together, do some big ball content. Get up to Coeur d'Alene, um, bro. I want to figure out. Yeah, I, Love I, to. I'll come. I want to figure out how to implement that into my YouTube as well. Like, There's a couple videos I did earlier in the year where we played golf shot the match and then we played pickleball and I shot that oh, and then I added it into the end. So yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to make it, you know, work for my, you know, for my ecosystem of fans and stuff. So, um, you know, just having a good time, man. And y'all follow me. I, you know, I try to make it fun and, uh, easily digestible. Of course. Well, Hey bro, uh, you are a stud. Appreciate you. Um, would, would love to do some content together. Would, would, would love to have you out for a camp. So, um, get a hold of me, bro. But, uh, yeah, let's get it. Yeah, man. Thanks again, my, my man. I appreciate you. I, I appreciate bro. you. Guys. Let's, let's keep going. Yep. Take care, my man.